Welcome back to Becoming Better Together. I'm your host, Bree, and today we are joined by a very special guest. He is actually one of my coaches, and this is Amar Assad. I'll give you a little background. This is Amar. He's a father, a husband, an entrepreneur, and head coach and mentor for Rob Dial's Elite Coaching Programs, where he has mentored hundreds and hundreds of amazing coaches, and he is so excited to share the mindset behind being an impactful leader. So welcome, Amar. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Bree. This is exciting. I am pumped. I've been wanting to bring guests on and I'm a person, you and I are very similar. We like to set goals and we like to kind of throw them away and not know the numbers. So I wanted to get 20 episodes. We're here. Now I get to bring in the elite guests and you are my first one, my friend. So thank you. Uh, Well, I am first happy to be the uh, first guest of this badass podcast. If you guys have not tuning in, Bree is an amazing soul and uh, Bree's badass and she's just an amazing numbers person as well as sales and mindset. This is why I'm excited to jam out today and uh, share with the listeners what we got going on. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So speaking of mindset and sales, that's what we're going to dive into because he is the sales coach. I'm getting ready to do a sales workshop and I helped him run Rob's sales program yesterday. Yes. So Brie, you did now. So she's being a little modest right here. Brie was about like co-host, my like partner in crime uh, yesterday when uh, Rob Dial has an amazing, amazing uh, program. And I run the sales aspects of the uh, program. And Brie was amazing enough to, uh, because she's amazing in sales, amazing in business. I want to kind of bring her point of view of, uh, you know, and her, because I love, you know, I always say you bring 10 salespeople, they're going to give you, you know, if you ask 10 salespeople for advice, they're going to give you 10 different advices. And uh, so seeing you yesterday over there, being able to help and develop the new coaches, I thought was powerful. And you were right in your element, Bray. I love it. I, this is, that's one of my favorite things is group. And so I just, I'm grateful I got to do that, but seeing you also coach these hundreds and hundreds of coaches. I want to get into what what patterns are you seeing right now out there in business? And even before we jump into that, give us a little bit about your, how did you even become a mindset coach? You come from a franchise world. You come from corporate America like I do. And suddenly we're in the world of mindset. What the hell is that? <laughs> what the hell is that? That's a great, great question. Like kind of like when we met uh, back in 2020, Brie, COVID, you know, my businesses were were like on on a halt on a on a just we didn't know what was going on. And being in the travel industry, I was you know I was not sure when this pandemic was going to end. So you know, I was listening to uh, you know our mentors podcast, and you know, before you know it, he was offering a free challenge, and then I uh, I decided to go in there, and I you know just like you, Bray, like you know. In, like you, you have that like relationship, like you trust somebody just through the podcast. You're, you know, you're like, oh, you know what? Like I resonate with this person and I resonated with Rob uh, and then I joined the program and then being a part of the community where obviously like you and a bunch of our amazing friends, uh, you're able to just have a lot of like-minded people. That's what got me to stay there. And when you talk about mindset, you're with hundreds of coaches, as you know, hundreds of people who want to be coaches, but at the end of the day, want to help. They just want to help. And for me, it's always like everybody I always says knows business. Everybody understands business. You know, there are people, especially with business backgrounds that trust me, how do you know someone is an entrepreneur? They fucking tell you that's that's how (laughs) you know. So, uh, why, why I got so intrigued and getting into the mindset, uh, part of it was because I always thought myself, that, oh yeah, I'm good to go. I'm the best in system. I'm the best with systems. I'm the best with work. I'm the best with sales, but realistically, I didn't realize how many blocks I had as a business owner. 
as a father, as a husband, as a just a human being. I just did not do I did not do well with the blocks and I was just being very stubborn. So mindset kind of opened up that uh, that world for me as far as like being open minded and look at looking at things as the cup half full, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And it is. It's so true. We don't see our own blind spots. And uh, thankful, I'm thankful to you. You pull me out of my blind spots. And I tell you all the time, I feel like some days I'm just staring at a wall and I can't see on the other side of it. And all I need to do is kind of open or look through the window right to the right of it and see straight through. And you're you're usually my window. Well, thank you for that. And the reason why, though, is that because like at the time I have, you know, I had so many people that were my window. You know, I had Rob as my window, Dean as my window. You know, we have mutual friends like Simon, Cass, uh, yeah. Natalie, Abby. I mean, I, Colton. Like I, ha- I can go on and on with the amazing, amazing people. But that's exactly, exactly why and where I feel uh, is the most important part of a community. Like I know you're, you're, you have a big waiting list going on with your, uh, with your coaching, but mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, the community, as you know, is the best part of the, your growth and self-development because you're not alone. And exactly. I feel like sometimes being an entre- entrepreneur is fucking lonely, Brie. It's, oh, it's, it's horrible. Lonely. It's horribly it? lonely. That's the only reason I, I started my Facebook group is because I, I had you guys, but not at that level yet. And I was just starting and I had no one around me that understood one, what the hell's mindset Two, what is online coaching? <laughs> what exactly. is, is real and legitimate? I, I, I didn't even know if it was at that point. And that's a problem. A lot of people don't. A lot of people just go to simple Google. You know what? Uh, I have a problem. I have a block. Let me see what Google says. Okay, I'm good. But as you and I know, with you coaching your clients and me coaching uh, the coaches, it's it's deeper than that. And it so all deep. stems with the mindset. Yeah. M- uh, mainly, I'm not good enough. Why? Like, example, I have a podcast called The Leader's Life Podcast. So many people were like, why are you going to start a podcast? Podcasts are played out. There's mm-hmm. so many podcasts yes. out there. You have Rob Dial. You have uh, Jay Shetty. You have Tony mm-hmm. Robbins. And it's like, for me, that's not competition. It's like the more the merrier. It's like, if I can give back, if I can give one person to make them feel better or be a better person, then then my job's done. I'm not doing it for the clout. I'm not doing yep. it for the recognition. I'm doing it to give back the same way you are. Yep. And I love this, the, I think Casey came up with this statistic. If you just resonate with 1% of the population, all you need is 1% of people to want to listen to anything you have to say. That's 86 million people. Yeah. And that's 86, 1%. So it's like with the podcast, you know, like this right now, if I'm going to try to talk to everybody, I'm not going to talk to nobody, but it's like that one person, that one experience. And that's why, you know, the listeners of this, this amazing podcast will realize that, Hey, you know what? Like, I resonate with Brie. I mm-hmm. resonate with, with this block. I resonate with not being good enough because that is the number one common, common, common uh, issue that, that I have like in that coaching world or in the, yeah. in the mentor world or even in the, in the business world is I'm not good enough or com- comparison. And I mean, I can go down a whole rabbit hole about that. Do you remember the I'm not good enough showing up for you when you first started now coaching and consulting outside of your other businesses? Suddenly you're now a mindset coach. Did that ever cross your mind as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's new. So like anytime we start something new, you're going to question yourself. You're going to have imposter syndrome. You're going to question whether or not you're going to do it. Just like, you know, the program that we we joined together, the, uh, Mm -hmm. the business breakthrough program, I almost did not join it. 
Like as soon as I signed up for it, I, I almost canceled. I, I was actually seeking to my wife to try to have her talk me out of it. And she was like, no, just do it. Like your work is slow. Like I was looking for a bunch of ways out yep. because it was new and I already had a successful track record and everything else that I put a lot of time in. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of chicken shit to try something new. <laughs> I mean, I'm being very honest. And that's the problem is that we all, I feel like, uh, you know, in, in this world, in this self-development world, you, you, if you really want to make change, like change happens in two ways, Brie. Either you control the change or the universe is going to make the change for you. And sometimes the universe is not generous. Most of the time, if the universe is the one making the change, it's pretty abrupt. Yes. <laughs> I so talked that's about why, that a little yes. bit ago about it's either a feather that tickles you, a brick that flies through your window, or a truck that drives through your house. Yes. I don't want the truck of change to be the thing that makes people <laughs> do something different and decide, okay, today's my day. I'm going to look a different direction. I'm going to make a little bit of a pivot and see where it, where it lands me. And that's exactly what it is. And it's like, I say this all the time. It's, you know what, you know what your dream life is. Like, you know what you want to do, whether it's like I played sports. So it's like, I, there was a time where I, I thought I wanted to be a, a badass baseball player, a badass football player, a badass, every, every type of sport. Right. And then it didn't work out. And then from there business. And then I was like, okay, I started off. But every time I started, when I first started baseball, I struck out more than I got hits. Exactly. And then I did well football, throwing the ball as a quarterback. I miss people more than I, than I hit receivers in the beginning. Okay. Same thing with business. I had more no sales in the beginning than I had sales in the beginning, but the key is consistency and being focused because the problem is, is that like everybody in, in today's day and age wants that instant gratification. I always say this right here, the phone, the cell, I'm hoping I'm holding up the cell phone where it's like, you got Uber eats on the top, on, this, on your finger. If you're hungry, boom, it comes. If yeah. you want uh, groceries, Instacart, boom, it comes. But when it comes down to success, there's no app for that. You got to do the hard work and consistency is the, the secret sauce. Yep. And discipline. And discipline. What are you seeing that? All right. So you do, you do the sales training for hundreds of coaches that have been through this program. Now, what are you seeing as kind of the patterns that makes a coach that's brand new to this very, very successful versus the people that maybe aren't quite there yet? Um, that's a great, great question. And the ones who aren't there are the ones who are trying to make it perfect. I just mm -hmm. did the air quotes. Perfect. And the reason why they're like, oh, well, my Instagram is not, not great. My, my, I need, I need to do better content. So I'm going to hold back. Wait, I need a lot of information before <laughs> I go out and, uh, and, and do this. Oh, you know what? Let me create a website. It's like, they distract themselves because they want to be perfect. And, yep. and my saying on perfect is perfection is just a delay to get you to your dreams. So what I say to the coaches who are successful, they have the approach ready, fire, aim, not yeah. ready, aim, fire. They go in there. And as Rob Dow says, they fuck it up and figure it out. <laughs> and that's what you have to do though. And I remember myself too. There were many, especially my first year before I got into elite and really stepped up into that identity of, okay, I'm doing this. I'm a business owner. This is very different than just being an employee. That shiny object syndrome, it can come in really strong. I need to do a website and I need to be on Pinterest. And I need to be on YouTube and I need to do all these things. What are you noticing again? Like the successful people, what do they usually stick with? They, they, they avoid shiny object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome is 
the biggest, biggest, in my opinion, biggest reason why, what holds people back from doing that. It's like they enroll in Bree's program, which is amazing, right? And then after they're there, after the first week or two, they see that it takes a little bit of work. So what do they do? They hop onto another program and then they hop onto another program. And I call those people infobesity. It's yeah. like they want all that information because, but they don't want to take action. So what did the successful people do? They take action. They go out and learn, learn the, uh, the strategies of on social media. They go out there and learn the strategies on sales. They go out there and most importantly, put themselves out there and take yeah. action because you can prep and you can prepare all day long, but if you're not taking action or doing anything with the information, you might as well, you might as well be a school bus, uh, driver school bus or, or driver ice cream truck or something like that, because I don't know what else you're doing with this information. So that, that's why I get very passionate about it because I know how many people spend their hard earned money. And then when they're so close and I've seen this happen, either they go grab that bull by the horn and make 50, 60 grand, like instantly, or they get lost. They, 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 fin they, they go away and find out that, Hey, you know what? I'm scared of success. Mm. And it's fear usually that causes what I call them as course collectors. Course uh, collectors. I love, I love that. Term. I know this yes. because I'm, I'm a recovering course collector. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My first year I did Once I, once I got the itch and I joined business breakthrough and I started coaching and I, I was an action, I was action oriented in the beginning until I lost my first client. And then I became a course collector because I went into imposter syndrome and fear and all this uncertainty and I need all the information. And then I became that for a while until I got spun back around, looked through a window and said, whoa, okay, hold on. What was working? What wasn't? Action was working. Fear, doubt, and insecurity about what I was actually teaching was not. But here's the deal though. You were aware. Yes. You caught yourself. That is the hardest part though. The hardest part is to actually acknowledge and say, you know what? I'm distracting myself. I'm having shiny object syndrome. I am coming up with reasons not to take action on this amazing program that I, that I just, you know, uh, invested in. And, yeah. and I, and I say the word investment because when you spend money to self-develop, if you look at it as an expense, you're not going to, you're going to treat it like an expense, but if you look at it as an investment, you're going to treat it as a, an investment that's going to pay back dividends. Exactly. And just think of the energy that that word carries expense. You, you feel, oh, I don't want to do this. It carries that negative connotation right there versus an investment. There's hope, there's opportunity, there's something to take advantage of. Correct. And that's, I mean, and you know, you're, you're, you're a pro in the investment world. If anybody, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm plugging this girl, but like she's helped, Bree's helped me out so much with investments because with everything going on, uh, you know, today in this world, uh, you don't know what to invest in and you don't know what's safe, what's not. And uh, Brie, you helped me out a lot with that. So thank you. And so this is one of the biggest mindset shifts for me was that investing in myself because I come from that world. And actually, big announcement, <laughs> I left that world just to pursue coaching yesterday. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Laughing. So yeah. breaking news, everybody, Brie no longer works with her corporate job because she has been crushing it in this world and she loves to give. And because of that, she is now a full-time business specialist, business coach, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And I am so proud of you for that. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And it's, it's good timing. I think too, just, well, <laughs> the investment world is a little, 
is a little unsure right now, to say the least. Yeah, but and I so want to ask you a question, though. You see, okay, sure. I love this. Is why I love this podcast interviews because, we, as we said before, we got going. We said, you know what? We're going to be candid. We're going to be honest. We're going to be open. But how many? You know how many people are in your shoes right now, Bray? Mm -hmm. There are so many people in your shoes that are working for corporate America. They are working for the man, the woman, whatever you want to call it, and are miserable. They are miserable. They take it out on their family. They take it out on their loved ones. They take it out on their children because they are scared to live their dream life. And you are a perfect example of not doing what they did. So well, I was though. And that's the thing I was, I was, and that's why coaching was this, this gift to me. Did it scare the crap out of me when I needed to invest a lot of money into it? Heck yeah. I had never invested in myself. I invested in investments. And in 18 months of doing a side hustle coaching business, I've made more than my investments ever have. You see, and because once again, you invested in yourself. And like I said earlier, you, that's the only thing that will gut dividends. Like you will get more interest in investing in yourself than you will ever have investing in anything else. And that is like, my like humble, honest opinion. And Amar four or five years ago would have told you you're fucking crazy. Don't do that. Me too. Me too. A year and a half ago, mm -hmm. I invested in coaching. I invest in business breakthrough. I did it on a credit card because I told myself I didn't have the money for it at that point. I don't have the money for this. This is a dream. This is some kind of fool's errand. No. And then I sat on my bed and I cried and tried to talk myself out of it for a day. Exactly. Here you we try are. To talk yourself out of it. You <laughs> Here are we now. are. And I love it. And it's, 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 that's what it comes down to, but you, you had courage and you have support and we talk about support system. Like I have an amazing circle, right? Like you're in my circle. We have amazing mutual friends that we, you know, I always say like, we'll give you the pat in the back, but we'll also give you the kick in the ass. And that right there, like for you to take that leap of faith, being able to leave your corporate job, you know, you don't get enough credit for that because as I said, I get messages on the daily from my podcast, from uh, the, the coaching program of like, I want to leave my job, but I'm just scared. Yeah. How am I supposed to su support my, my family, support my kids? And you did it. So I just have to give you your flowers right there because as I said, I know that wasn't easy. No. And I think it was that I needed to see that belief a little longer. I needed, and I, again, I'm, I'm very linear. I come from math. I come from numbers. And so stepping into this mindset world and learning about quantum leaping and abundance, it was all so foreign to me. I thought it was unicorns and it don't, it wasn't real. So I literally yeah. broken my reality in the past year and a half. And now I just, my gift hopefully is for everybody else is you guys can do this too. If I can yes. do this. And I was pretty, pretty narrow in a tunnel at this point. When Amar first met me, I was very tunnel vision. If I can burn that tunnel down and now here I am and I'm so much happier. Oh, you can see it. Your energy. When I spoke to you offline, uh, you know, was it yesterday? I think it was the day before. And it was like, wow, like you, you found your purpose. Yeah. And the one thing that um, Rob Dial has taught me and I share with the coaches is like, it's okay not to know what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. However, it's not okay to not try to pursue and find it. And you pursued and found your purpose. So I just want to, as I said, give you your props and love for that because many people, including myself, like years ago, like would not even ever think about something like that. So you, you're, you're, you're doing amazing. And you should, Thank as you. I said, you should definitely feel good about that and celebrate. I, I definitely am. And so I'm de definitely taking some time to process all of this and step into this, this new 
I have all this unlimited time now. <laughs> I love it though. That's what it is. Else, it gets to go to me and it's so nice. It's so nice. It feels so good. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. Now that we're talking about mindset. Let's go into sales. Yeah. Because this is where we shine. This is where you especially shine. And so what are you seeing right now with the coaching space and online? What are the biggest struggles that people are having when it comes to selling themselves, quote unquote? The number one, number one, um, I guess, concern uh, that people have, they say, and you and you heard it yesterday in the in the, uh, the the course that you helped me run, is I don't want to seem salesy. I don't want to be a car salesman. I don't want to sound like a car salesman. I don't want to be pushy. And I. I always ask them and my, my favorite response, if you're in sales and you question that and you're like, you know what? I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to do that. There's three reasons why people don't buy value, trust, and fear. How do you find value? You observe, you dig in, you ask the tough questions by able to find value. You are, you are able to build trust by able to build trust. You lessen the fear. And there you go. You have a client. It all comes down to being an amazing listener. And the problem that um, most of us have, including you and I, Bri, I'm not sure that we talk fast. We want to, you know, in sales <laughs> and business, we feel like we have the answer. Oh, we know what to do. Objection, objection. But what I'm learning uh, from, from the, the coaching program and, and helping a lot, of, a lot of these amazing people is that they do a great job building the rapport. They do a great job digging in and finding everything. They do a great job throughout the whole process. But when it comes down to the close and objections, they fumble, they get mm -hmm. nervous. And my thought and my theory is the reason why they are insecure about asking for money is because they don't trust themselves. Yeah. And um, the reason why they don't trust themselves is because so they, in my opinion, again, they're thinking with their wallet. Yes. They're thinking that, hey, I may not want to pay for this coaching program, but what makes you think Amar won't pay for it or Brie won't pay for it? That to me is the biggest thing is like, don't think with your wallet when you're offering sales. Don't think that they're not going to buy because you wouldn't buy. That is like the biggest, biggest advice uh, for anybody who's in sales, no matter what industry, real estate, car salesman, commission-based anything. Don't think with your wallet. Exactly. And I see that all the time. I have definitely thought with my own wallet before too, and probably not given people the option for themselves. And I see this a lot too. And I, we pre-qualify people, we pre-judge people without actually asking and knowing their situation. Yeah. Again, I, we're thinking, we're bringing our trauma or our beliefs or our subconscious thoughts, and we're projecting it straight onto this human's life. And we have no idea their situation. No, I mean, there's a member, uh, I'll, I mean, actually I'll give a shout out. My sister from another Mr. Natalie, she used to charge $200, $200 a month. Um, and obviously working with her and training and, uh, being a part of the program, I I'm proud to say that she's charging $20,000 for six months now Yeah. because, and what shifted, not her strategy, not her script, her mindset. Yep. Her mindset shifted. She exactly. felt confident. She, instead of, instead of having that scarcity mindset, she had that abundant mindset that you just brought up. She realized that, Hey, if you need help, Brie, you need me more than I need you. Yeah. And that is how she's one of the most successful coaches. I think, you know, in the program is because you turn that switch off 
of yeah. you believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, what makes you think your clients are going to believe in yourself? Yep, exactly. And I, I noticed that yesterday too, is that if we don't know our own value, how is anybody else ever going to see it? Exactly. And that's why I always say, if you're in sales and if you're in business, you need to know your 30-second elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. I always say that. It's like, hey, my name is Amar. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have businesses. I also am a head coach for Rob Dial, and I help with uh, sales and mindset and looking to change lives and also have a successful podcast called The Leader's Life Podcast with Amar. That's my 30-second elevator pitch. And right here, full circle, you tell the second sentence, I'm an entrepreneur. And it's not like I'm from New York. You know, once you're in this space, brag about it. And it's okay to, because it becomes part of who you are. And that's another thing. Like what I, I was always taught, maybe it came from my upbringing. Uh, you know, it definitely did. But it's like, you don't talk about money. You don't yeah. talk about how much you make. It's supposed to be a secret. You save, you hoard, you know, because you don't know what's going on. You want to put them under the mattress. You want to bury the, the rest of the money in the backyard on the dirt. Like you're, you're like, you're told to like almost treat money like God. And yeah. it's, it's the opposite. It's like money's fucking energy. Money is, uh, you know, money is just like the byproduct of, you doing what you're supposed to be doing. And in my opinion, getting paid for what you love to do versus getting that check every other Friday for the, you know, corporate America and being like, okay, got to pay my mortgage, got to pay my water bill, got to pay my cable. Oh, great. I got right. $43 left for the rest of the week. But how many people are living like that right now, getting paid twice a month, maybe from their employer and then sending so many expenses out every month. It's crazy that we get, we just get developed and taught that it's normal to get one or two paychecks a month, but we spend money every day. And if, when you become the entrepreneur, we start to break that thinking. It's like, okay, actually, how do I get more money coming in all the time in different ways? So that then the inflow and outflow is so much easier. And it's not so, again, we're just not dependent on that employer sending us money twice a month for all of our services rendered. Yeah. I mean, yeah, perfect. That's exactly what it is. And it's once again, it's what we're used to. It's the comfort zone. It's what we were embedded. Hey, you go to school to get that degree. And then when you get that degree, you go to college and you go four years, you put yourself in debt, you yep. get yourself a loan, and then you pay that student loan for the next 20, 30 years. And then you're just paying bills the rest of your life and you're catching up. And then when you're 65, 70 years old, you're like, holy shit, I did not even live my life because I've been paying this college bill for the past 20, 30 years. And I did not live my dream life going on vacation or having enjoying time with my family and kids or my friends, or it's, it's always too late, too late to do that. And one of the, one of the, the, the books that like changed my outlook on a lot. And I recommend uh brief, if you haven't checked it out is the five regrets of the dying. Oh, and okay. Yeah. And one of the, one of the biggest regrets is living a life for other people, mm. not mm. living truly authentic, like not living your true authentic self doing things because it's the norm it's comfortable. And, you know, when you see that these people who are in their deathbed, who are doing the, the nine to five or working 50, 60 hours to put food on the table for their family, hard, hard workers doing what they feel is the right thing to do. It's their number one regret. Yeah. And it, this is what I saw all the, every day in my finance office, because my clientele were people in that they were just retiring or they were just building up to retirement or they had just retired. That was the heart of my business. 
And so it was that I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to get to 65 and then my life can begin because then I can focus on me. And they're exhausted. Their bodies are just beaten up because all they've done is work themselves basically to death. And then also their identity is so tied in with work and I have to get to this threshold with money. They get there. They don't know what to do then. They don't know how to spend the money. It feels dirty. It feels wrong because I've worked so hard my whole life for this number. Now I can't spend it. And then they basically live destitute and they hoard all of it because there's so much fear attached to it. And it broke my heart. And then they would die five years later with no purpose. None of the money would get spent. And they worked so hard and so long for what? Oh, yeah. And you want to know what, Bray? Unfortunately, that was me my whole life until I started working on my mindset. I've taken my family, my family, you know, my four kids and my, my beautiful wife on vacations for the, since I've started investing myself past two, three years, more times than the eight years since my kids were born. And it, once again, it's not that I had more money. It's not that I had more skills. It was mindset. I was finally able to say, you know what? Like I have this money and I want to enjoy it. And that was so hard for me to do or say is to (laughs) enjoy my money because I never heard my dad say that. I never heard my grandfather say that. I never heard any of my, my uncles say that it was, it was never even a topic. It was like, no, you work to just keep on working for work, for work, 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 for work, 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 work. And (laughs) and then you die. And to be secure and to be safe and that's it. Yep. It's that's that's so scary. And I just as I said, if there's if you are, you know, you're making good money. I mean, we'll do this example. Like we hear this a lot too, Bray. It's like you're you're making great money and you are happy with the money that you're making, mm-hmm. but you hate your job. We call that the golden call that Brie. That was Brie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me. <laughs> yes. Or the golden handcuffs. I like to call it the golden handcuffs. It's like, hey, you know what? Like. I am making a lot of money and I am so happy with the money that's bringing in, but I'm miserable 60 hours a week because I hate what I do, but I like the pay that I'm getting. That's not okay. Like you can purse, as I said earlier, you may not know what your passion is, but you should be in constant pursuit of it. And by that, you can do both. I've seen people do both. I've seen Bree do both. I've seen many people, as I said, hundreds and hundreds of, of, of amazing, amazing people be able to somehow balance it. But if you are that miserable person who just cannot stand work, waking up every day, just because not that you don't like work, it's like you're doing something that is just not aligned for you. As I said, the five regrets of the dying. That's one of the regrets. Stop taking time away from your loved ones. Stop taking time away from yourself. Stop mm-hmm. taking time away from your peace and, and mindset and just confidence because confidence gets shattered in all this. Yeah. When you are you are living to work instead of you know living to enjoy your life. Exactly. And just the whole concept of fulfillment. I don't know. It's being talked about more and more. It's becoming more of a buzzword because I think people are becoming more awake to all of this, that there are possibilities and options and you can literally run a business on your phone. Yeah. Be anywhere and do whatever you want with it. It's crazy. But for so many years, we didn't talk about fulfillment. It was just getting that linear job. And Mm -hmm. so now I talk to people and I'm sure you do too, taking a step backwards is the scariest thing ever because we're told you can't take a step backwards. You have to go forwards. Otherwise you've made a mistake. 
And that's exactly what you, it, you, you said that perfectly. You cannot take a step backwards. Says who? Exactly. Says who? That's the issue is that we are, we, we are basing it on the 1940s and 50s work model. <laughs> like that's just what it comes down to. It's like you work, 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 work. And that's, I'm sorry, but it's like, you're never ever going to live your dream life. If you have that type of mindset, if you really feel that that is just the way you're supposed to operate is just like eat, work, sleep, <laughs> repeat each and every day. And you're, you're just taking that one week vacation just to sit at home because you've been busting your ass from, uh, you know, busting your ass this whole time for work and you're not even enjoying yourself. It's, or when you are enjoying yourself and I'm, you know, Brie, once again, this is a big thing that I've been working on. I have happiness guilt when I'm finally happy <laughs> and I'm doing something like with my family, all of a sudden I'm like, shit, I should be working right now. Shit. Mm -hmm. I should be checking my numbers right now. Shit. I should be somewhat proactive over here. But then I'm like, no, like I just busted my ass for that. It's like, I talk myself in and out of it. And I just, I could just say is that you, your mind will make you feel comfortable. However, your gut will guide you to where you need to go. And I said this, like when I was going to join uh, the Rob's uh, business breakthrough program, I almost canceled because it was uncomfortable, but my gut was like, my intuition was like, no, just try this, just give it a whirl. And my life has changed forever because I decided not to play safe that one moment, but I played safe my whole life. And this is really important too. What did you listen to when those thoughts came in? I went to my wife to ask her. Well, no, let's go back to the mind and the gut. Oh, the the mind. Oh, yes. The mind was telling me, you, you have an amazing franchises. You have amazing family. You have things that are actually, this is, you have no time for this. This is ridiculous. Why are you going to add more to your plate? That's what my mind was telling me. My gut was telling me, this is, you love to get, like, you never go broke giving. This is right up your alley, Amar. This is what you've kind of do on the side for free anyway. Why not run with this and see if you can do well in it? And so let's, exactly, exactly. And so let's bring this full circle back to sales. Your mind, if you're new to sales, if you're new to online business, you're just new to business in general, your mind's going, you're going to have automatic thoughts. Like just what Amar said, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. This is terrifying. We don't know what we're doing. You know, you're going to have these thoughts. It's the choice of, do I listen to these or do I listen to what actually feels right to me? And so I see so many coaches in business breakthrough. They're great coaches. They want this. However, the thoughts run people ragged. It takes them out of the game. Yeah. And that's what it is. And they, it's, you know, and as I said that, uh, you know, we'll talk like, like Rob's program, for example, like that, you know, we, they have, yeah, you're right. The amazing people, but what, what the, what separates the, the successful from, uh, you know, not being successful is eliminating that. Yeah. Not listening, not listening to those voices, being able to train yourself into like, this is what I'm going to do. It all starts with a schedule. Like I'm going to wake up and I'm going to devote X amount of time to my, my dream, my pursuit. And the people who, you know, the people who I, I see struggle with that are the ones that are, are going more towards the safety zone, the safety net. And like, you know, you offer an amazing program. There are people right now that are probably like, Hey, I want to do breeze program, but 
I'm scared or oh, I don't know if it's going to work. And, and you're going to say all that type of stuff. But I can tell you right now, I've seen the program. I've seen her change many people's lives. Like what more are you going to do? It's either you got to grab the bull by the horn because I can tell you right now, Bree's not going to go knocking on your door and be like, hey, come over here. I'm not going to go knocking on my door to get <laughs> to change fine. your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to chase you down because at the end of the day, we're not going to chase you down to change your lives. You got to be, you got to be in charge of your life. We can't tell you, you know, to, to level up. You got to be the one to be ready to level up. And we've done that. I've seen it happen very firsthand where I've asked people to level up and they're like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to level up. Right. And it's like, if not now, never. Like, that's just my opinion. If not now, never. It's so true. And so for the coaches out there listening to this too, know too that you do have to catch people and you have to give them the invitation to decide to join. We don't have to trick. And that's why sales doesn't have to be sleazy and slimy and like a car salesman. You can sell with soul by truly, again, listening. What is it that you truly want? What decisions are you struggling with? How can I help you get what you want? Do I have something in my offering book or courses or whatever? Do I have something that can help you get there? If so, I'll invite you to take this opportunity. But there's no forcing. There's no slimy. It's here's your invitation. Take it or leave it. And again, like I, I want to help them, but I don't need those people. I don't need to go knock on their doors. No. I'll wait because, for them to be ready. And that's yeah, and And you build the authority. Your program's amazing. You've changed lives. And, you know, the like, as I said, Rob Dow's program changed lives. Uh, you know, programs- Changed our lives. It's, I change our lives. Absolutely. But the thing about it is you were ready to get your life. You were ready to, for, to level up. I was ready to level up. Everybody that's listening right now wants to level up, mm -hmm. but the problem is they're talking themselves out. They're talking themselves out of living their dreams. They're convincing themselves that miserable being miserable now is, is okay. For yeah. some reason or another, they have justified that working the banker hours, working those nine to five or whatever, or maybe the graveyard shift, the, the second shift, the early shift, whatever your schedule is, you've convinced yourself that this is my life and I will not pursue my dream. But if you are now, let me be, let me be very clear. There are people who love their jobs and I, I commend you. And I love that, you know, good for you stay there. And, and that's the whole point. The people who love their job, good for you. It's the people who don't love their job. It's the people who are like, I need to do something else. I can't stand my manager. I can't stand the people who work with me. The toxic environment. I, you know, we, I, I've heard it all and all and all. But at the end of the day, I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. Mm -hmm. I was, I was the queen of I'm fine. How are things going for you? Oh, they're fine. Oh. I'm fine. Everything's oh. fine. Everything was fine. I'd say with a big smile on my face, it's fine. But truly, it was not fine. <laughs> it no. was not fine. I was miserable and I was numbing everything outside of me because inside I was fine. I mean, I wasn't. And so I and, see that yeah. all the time too. And I think part of it came down to that fear of, well, why do I deserve amazing? I didn't feel like I was good enough to deserve amazing. In but life. you deserve miserable though? Does that Apparently, mean Apparently, in that point, that was fine. It was good enough because I was just good fine. enough. And fine. I see this everywhere too, where, well, who am I to coach? Who am I when Tony Robbins exists? Who am I to help somebody with their nutrition when I'm only 10 steps ahead on my journey? Yeah, but you want to know what though? That's a great question. And this is for anybody who's starting new. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you may be 10 steps ahead, but there's somebody that's only two steps ahead. 
and they need to get to the sixth step. You can help them with that. And then as you get to the 12th step and the 15th step, then you can help people along that way. That is the whole thing is that you've gone through struggles. You've gone through adversity. You've gone through a lot of things that you can share with, yeah. with, with your clients, with your potential clients, with your listeners. People don't, people, people are scared to talk about their struggles. People think that, Hey, let me, let me post, let me fake it to make it and post it. I have a, you know, I'm on a private jet or yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, just, as I said, fake it to make it, no need to, to, to put it out there, but like, it's just like, live your true authentic life, go out there, find, as I'll say it again and again, if you don't know what your passion is, fucking go out there and, and, and find it, look yep. for it and, and live it like live it because life is short at the grand scheme of things. You should not be saying I'm fine. I'm good. I'm comfortable. It pays the bills, you yeah. know, like that, that one right there. I hear that. Oh, it pays the bills. Good. Well, does it make you fucking happy? Right. Right. Are you fulfilled? Does it light your soul on fire? Do you feel like you're actually alive or do you feel like a zombie? I was a zombie. Oh yeah. I mean, there's just so many people that way. And that's, as I said, if there's one thing I want anybody to get out of this, this whole podcast is find what makes you happy and see if you can make a career out of it because I've seen it firsthand. I've seen death coaches. I've seen refrigerator coaches. I've seen, I've seen, uh, grieving coaches. I've seen so many, uh, horse riding coaching, uh, you know, (laughs) like I've seen it all. And it's simply because people have their passion and and then make it into a business. And it's not as hard as you think, as you've seen as well, Bray. Yep. And and the big key here is not always focusing on the how, okay. I love horses. How am I going to do this? It's focusing on what and why, what do I truly want? And why am I going to make it happen? That's it. That's it. That's it. I feel like we could end there. <laughs> that yeah. feels very good. I mean, yeah, this is, she is complete too. Yeah, no, this is, this has been great. Awesome. All right. One last question and then we will end. If you yes. had to give advice just to somebody brand new that has those feelings, like I want to start an online business tomorrow, where do I begin? Or like, what, what would be your biggest piece of advice for the mindset for them to carry forward after this? Okay. This is what I would say. Like if you have a, um, a leak in your, uh, in your sink, right. Who are you going to call plumber? If you have something wrong with your electricity, are you going to call electrician? Right. I would say if you want somebody who wants to start that business, reach out to Brie, reach out to a, a, a specialist, a professional who's done it before. As I said, the plumber, you call the plumber when something's going on. You call the electrician when something's going on. You call HVAC when something's going on. Go call a professional who's been there. So that's my advice is go out there, hire a mentor, hire a coach. Bree does this for, this is Bree's podcast. And here I am promoting her stuff. <laughs> I am so, I'm so passionate about how good Bree is with, and I've seen her change so many people's lives. So yeah, hire an expert. And then once again, ready, fire, aim. Just grab that bull by the horn, because I promise you, I promise you, if you don't grab that bull by the horn, I said it again, change happens in two ways. Either you control the change or the universe is going to make that change for you. And they're not that generous sometimes. I agree. Yep. And I am glad that I took that great leap and invested in myself and got to meet Amar. And again, our lives have completely shifted in the past year, 180 or more degrees. I agree. And Everybody just, can do this if you just to take begin, that leap of faith. 
And it's just the beginning for you, Brie. I no, cannot I wait to see where you go in, in, in just a month from now. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I cannot wait. Thank you for being here and being one of my guides. Of course. Thank you for being one of my girls. And I'm so proud of you. And as I said, I'm always here for support. And uh, thank you for taking time and having me on this amazing podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for being here with us. And how do we find you on social media if you want them to uh, check yeah. out your podcast? Yeah, we'll just, uh, you can put on the on the show notes, but I'm at, at Leaders Life Podcast. Uh, I have a podcast called the Leader Life Podcast with Amar. And uh, right then I'll put my, and I'm on Instagram active. So at Leader Life Podcast. And uh, that's how you can just send messages. I respond to everybody and um, yeah, just check it out. It's pretty badass. Beautiful. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being my first official guest. This hey. has been wonderful. And been I'm wonderful. sure I'll bring you back and we will have more of this to come. I love it. Thank you so much again. 